0: um okay let's see let me see if i can nail this on the first shot Mm -hmm. all right welcome back to the honest art podcast i'm jody king and i am so excited to be introducing you today to kelly warden who's the executive director of an organization that. I can't wait to tell you about called art from the streets, and uh, I first was introduced to art from the streets back in December of 2022, and um, have now you know learned a whole lot more about it. But more than that, I want all of my listeners to, especially the artists, to know about art from the streets. and um, And Kelly Warden, welcome.
1: Oh, wow. This is just um, so very exciting. I just thank you so much for including us, including me in this podcast. It'll be, um, I'm, I can't wait to talk about what we do and our program and this collaboration that we have upcoming.
0: That's awesome. Okay. Yay. All right. Look at us. We're doing we so good. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing so good. I, I think what, you know, I think the reason a little bit, I'm nervous, just going to tell that to all the listeners out there. I'm nervous because I'm really, I'm really passionate about your organization. I want so many people to know about it, and I just don't want to fuck this up. <laughs>
1: well, we're not. There's grace for us all. <laughs>
0: That's right. That's right. So Kelly, can you first um, tell us about you and your background and then let us know how you got involved with, well, tell us what Art from the Streets is as well.
1: right. Right. So um, I do have an art background. I have a Bachelor of Fine Arts. Um, I worked in the industry and in graphic design um, for, for a few years. Um, I started having um, a family and um, just did not feel um, that I could manage both, both of those things at the same time well. I wasn't doing anything well. So um, I ended up um, making a choice to stay home and be a stay-at-home mom and raise my kids and be there for 20 years and um, you know, working with with what was important to them, you know, the football booster club, and you know, the dance and theater, and and you know, working with all of those agencies, um, I started a small nonprofit um, during that time um, that helps feed um, underserved children in Austin, and that's still going strong. And um, but then after um, my youngest was a senior, um, I really started branching out and growing outside of that little bubble that we lived in and just to see what was next for me as a person um, I tell the dinner table story when we have um, dinner at our table when the kids were younger high school and what have you everybody had a story to tell everybody had something that was going on you know we you know had these great conversations my kids my husband and I, I didn't really I didn't have a lot to, to add. Um, other than I'm, you know, still driving kids around or I'm cleaning baseboards. Wow. And um, well, first of all, so many women can relate to this, right? I agree. So I, um, I really made a point to to do some work and figuring out what where that um, place for me was going to be. Um, I volunteered um, at art from the streets, in the studio. Um, And I just, it just connected. It just clicked. It just was the right place for me. I was inspired every day I drove home. I had something to tell at the dinner table. (laughs) I had conversations about people that um, I don't see and know on a regular basis and nobody else does at my dinner table either. Well,
0: okay. Let me just stop you right there because I can see why you would be inspired and why you would be Mm -hmm. excited Can you back up a little bit and tell our listeners, what is Art from the Streets? Right, right. So we are a nonprofit in Austin that works
1: um, for the last 30 years with the unhoused in Austin at risk or in transition persons and offer them a a place to studio to create, a place to um, have community, a place that um, they can um, use our free supplies to create artwork. We help them sell their work. We offer workshops for them to increase their skills, as well as enrichment opportunities to inspire them. So a lot of that was not going on when I volunteered, um, but we did have studio twice a week um, at a shelter in downtown Austin. And um, again, inspired me to continue on further with this program. But the last couple of years, we um, raised funds to move into a studio of our own. Um, so now we're in an, a um, building complex that has other galleries, other artists, and um, really a peer group that we're working with versus a homeless shelter that we're living in. So um, we're excited um, to be there. We're excited to have these offerings. We have a gallery show of the first Saturday of every month and able to bring in uh, the community we work with
0: into a safe and supportive environment to create. This is so huge. So huge, because I know that in periods of my life when um, I have been really down in periods of personal transition, emotional transition, physical transition, um, the thing that has been constant and really in, I don't think it's overstating, has really saved my life and has grounded me and brought me back to myself to my the true like wholeness of who I am, it's been art. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that art from the streets is serving the unhoused population who, you know, obviously there are basic needs to be met, mm-hmm. but to tap into this human mm-hmm. need to express ourselves and yeah. to heal. Uh, it makes I my I my heart is beating fast because I'm so excited about your organization. I'm excited to be able to participate and you know help however I can. Um, but it's just it's it's remarkable. It's absolutely remarkable what you're doing. Um, when you started, uh, what was what you know you say it's different now you, that it was back then so when you first started what was um the the demographic you were catering to and how has it changed over the last 30 years because the reason i'm asking this by the way is because i think that what you're doing is so important and while i know that there are other organizations like this in other cities imagine if it was global imagine if something like this could could could, you know go in every city in the u.s every city in the world I don't know. I always shoot a little big. It's like, let's change the world.
1: No, right? you're, you're not. You're not. We, we agree. Yeah. We think this should be in every city. This is an opportunity to really support people that are unhoused in a creative environment. Um, of course, you know, housing is not the 100% answer to, um, for persons that are living on the streets. Um, it's part of the picture, but there's other support groups that have to be involved with these persons as they move into housing. We're kind of that community builder. It's a circle of, of housing and events and medical pieces that keeps people off the streets. It's not just the 100% the house. So um, we're part of that community building. And um, you know, and we're one of those places like if you moved to a new city, a new state, whatever, you go plug in. You go find the gym. You go find the yoga studio. You find the church. You find these places for you to meet your people, And that's kind of what we are. We are the, we are the place that they come in and we are their people and um, they come and they create and they are inspired and they have a good day and they have a bad day and we love on them every day. So, um, but yeah, with us being around since 1991, we had, you know, our founders still very involved with what we do. They started in one of the shelters in downtown Austin just by bringing in some sandwiches and simplistic supplies and then we're astounded by what was being created in that space during that very short amount of time. And then it has grown into where we are now, what we are doing now.
0: Yeah. And um, I was, um, when I v- went and visited the space, I was um, so impressed by the number of supplies that you do offer. Mm-hmm. Um, the folks that that come here to create the art, I mean, it's not, it's 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 impressive. You have um, substrates from paper to canvas. You've got great quality paints I and mean, you mm-hmm. really do offer the community some great things for them mm-hmm. to be able to create their best art and to express themselves. Right? It, it's impressive. And um, so you've got, like you said, um, this, this great studio space, you know, for people to come. But as you said, you also offer these uh, the artists and ability to share their work and sell their work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So can you talk a little bit about that and how that, you know, how that happens? Yeah. So um, it's, it's, it's
1: evolution when we say, it, and we have evolved. So in the past we um, partnered with other community um, groups and spaces and sold artwork through those spaces, but now we're just so lucky to have the space we do now. And so that studio, we have shows, they are able to, um, it's curated by um, persons in the community, or artists in the community, or the artists themselves. They are able to show twice a month in this gallery space and um, sell their work. 95% of all of those sales goes directly back to the program. The supplies that we offer are all free to those who participate with us. We raise money in other ways to support that. Um, We want them to come in and have no barriers to be able to come and create as well as um, creating the workshops that we do. It expands everybody, inspires everybody's knowledge of um, supplies because in the past, all we've been able to offer is a paper and some acrylic paint and you got two hours and get busy and goodbye. And um, we don't have to do that anymore. So we have we're able to, you know, roll up our sleeves. They have really made it more of a collective where they go in, they clean their own brushes, they get their own paints, um, work on their own papers, decide what what their process is going to be that day. And um, it's it's so freeing for all of us. I we don't feel like we're catering. We're just we're supporting now, yeah. and um, that is just an amazing. Piece that has evolved
0: into this, this new studio that we have. (laughs) Right. And, and I just want to let the listeners know um, that this is going to be, you're going to be hearing about this prior to April 12th and um, April 12th is going to be um, a big show that you guys, it's your annual fundraiser, correct? Correct. Yeah. Um, Tell us what's going to happen on April 12th and, and yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, so we're really excited to partner with you. Um, Breathing Colors, another organization that is um, offering um, supplies for this workshop that you were creating with our artists. And um, we will have um, a piece created through this workshop that um, will be on auction at um, our annual, sh- uh, annual gala. So this has evolved as, as an event to educate and talk about our program, kind of talk about what we've done For the year, it's evolved from in the smallest of the small to just this beautiful facility that we um, have this year. Um, It's April the 12th. It's in person. We're just so excited. to. It's going to be simple, easy. Um, It's not going to take up all your time, but you're going to learn about it. You're going to learn about who we are. You're going to learn about our artists. You're going to learn about our program and how important it is the work that we do.
0: Yeah.
1: Will art be available for sale during that time? Um, we will have a small collection of um, collaborative pieces that will be for sale at the time. Yes. Yeah.
0: And I'm excited because I know, well, um, my understanding. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh I'm going to be able to help facilitate some of that collaborative right, work. Right. So I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. I'm we're really excited, excited to
1: have you. It'll We'll have some workshops where you're going to come in and um, work directly one-on-one with our artist, and then create that collaborative piece that we're going to be able to have at the um, gala. Oh, I'm so excited.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Kelly, do you have... Um, any stories that you're able to share about any of the artists that have been involved in art from the streets? Yeah. You know um, I've been working with art from the
1: streets for 10 years. So there's a lot of stories to tell, but I I love, um, you know, I love having the conversations with our artists because when you're just painting and creating, you don't necessarily get to know everything. And I usually don't like dig in in the beginning. I just, let's just create, let's just make this happen organically. But I had this, this um, gentleman, Jack Hurd, he's with us and um, has been with us for a few years and um, was homeless for six or nine years, is now in housing, but um, really established um, going to the VA and actually worked with an artist that was there that's in our program. And that's how he found out about us. But um, he, he wanted to create, he wanted to paint, he hasn't done anything ever in his life, but really felt like this would be a good connection for him and a positive piece of community for him, which is exactly what we say, but it's what our artists say too. Right. Right. We're not like making that up. They're saying it and we're just like regurgitating that. Yeah. (laughs) He, he fell in love with us. We fell in love with him. Um, you know, he struggles in his life. Um, He's raising a, he's a single dad and raising 11 year old son right now. And um, we've had some amazing in-depth conversations about art, but also about where he is in life right now, where he is with um, raising a young son in, in this world that we have right now and how, what we are doing is continuing to inspire him to be the best person.
0: Yeah. And for our listeners, if you want to hear just incredible beautiful stories about how art from the streets is impacting so many of these people please go and listen to the podcast art from the streets uh i think that's the name of the podcast right it is Pretty simple yeah i listen to it uh you know every week and and i'm always delighted because you do have the artists there telling their own personal stories their journeys of um you know, how, you know, they end up in a position of being unhoused and, and their passion for art and what art from the streets has done for them. So I want to encourage Mm -hmm. all of our listeners to definitely go over there and listen to the podcast, your art from the streets podcast, because it's, it's very moving. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I find that I have found, because I've listened to, I think everyone that you've done so far, Mm -hmm. uh, is when the artists talk about the work their work what i find really interesting is that with the artists that i generally work with there's um and and for me as well there's so much self doubt wow. and um you know so much imposter syndrome that we can bring to our creativity when I listen to the artists though that are on the art from the streets podcast and I listen to their stories they have a confidence in their art um that is unlike what I have experienced as an artist and Mm I'm I'm just like that is remarkable what what is that what's the difference and I don't you know, I don't know if you have any thoughts on, on what that is.
1: Well, I think there's an ebb and flow with that. Um, I think there's a piece of um, insecurity in in everything they create. But um, I have to say, you know, our, our volunteers and our staff, I mean, just don't let that stick around very long. I mean, we're like, no, 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 this is this. And we see it this way and we see it. And I think that's the beauty of the whole community, again, that we have because everybody's there for the same supportive reason and every art is piece is different and every artist has a different um, feel towards what they're creating and we at, hold their hand through some of that process and and are their biggest cheerleader. That's what we do every time we're in the space we cheerlead everything that is being created and i think that rubs off it does it, it would rub off on me it rub off on anybody that was trying to learn something new a new task a new a new hobby and you have that cheerleader in your ear every day you're doing it right so i think that gives them but i mean there's certainly times that you know that they're struggling with um, what's being created and how that looks and we work with that and we have professional a lot of our leads and volunteers artists and they can work through like, well, I think maybe this could be this and we gotta work this way and we should shade this way. And then then there's these light bulb moments where you just go, oh my gosh, now I get perspective. Everything's not flat on the page anymore. <laughs> right. You know, and I we we love that. But I, I think being their cheerleader in their ear every day.
0: That's amazing. And and you know so many studies have shown that creativity is straight up healing, hard stop. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely. just absolutely healing. doesn't matter who we are. Um, but so many of us um, don't consider ourselves artists mm-hmm. because we get, we start with the creativity mm-hmm. and then we get stuck and then we make it about ourselves and we beat ourselves up and we decide mm-hmm. that we're not artists and, you know, all mm-hmm. of that BS. So it's beautiful that mm-hmm. art from the streets creates this safe space mm-hmm. for um, for the the unhoused community to come um, have their own sense of pride mm-hmm. and be able to express themselves. You know, I always say that um, artists are so important to the world because we reflect the human experience. Mm-hmm. We validate the human mm-hmm. experience. Yes. So. I mean it's infectious it's infectious it it really is it's it's it's
1: nervous it's you know but that self-worth that comes from someone a patron looking at that piece of artwork and buying it I mean when that first artist that comes in a new artist that comes in goes through the process with us and paints and creates and has something on the wall and sells that piece it's infectious they're just amazed that someone would be interested and what yeah. they're creating, and it's love a, it's a beautiful thing to watch.
0: Oh, it's remarkable. Mm-hmm, it so, Kelly, if if someone were interested in um, viewing the artist's work. Mm-hmm what would be the best way for them to do that is do they need to be in person? When would that be? Can you talk about yeah, that? So um,
1: on our website, we do have prints available um, at a very reasonable rate and merchandise. And um, that is an option. Um, our shows um, to get original art would be the best place Um during COVID, we did some originals online. Um, it's very difficult with the small um, group that we that runs art from the streets to manage that that piece. So as soon as we were able to be in person again. So the first Saturday of every month, we have these shows um, that um, have a collection, doesn't have the full collection of each artist, but has a col- small collection for each artist. And then we have a big annual show where everything that they've created, we, we store it for three years for them. And that all goes into one big show in October artist has a little booth, their collection is all, you know, encompassed around them, you can meet the artist, you can meet, talk to them about their pieces and their inspiration. So um, yeah, and we we love every piece of all of that.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. So if it's, um, where is it? And if, okay, so first of all, you would have to come to Austin, obviously, yeah. Yeah. right? Um, unless we can figure out some tech thing between now yeah. and then, and you never know, we could do that. You never know. <laughs> um, so you would come to Austin and it's at the canopy. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. So we're
1: at um, the canopy. We're in building two, room 105 in Austin, Texas, off of of Springdale. And so the first Saturday of every month, we'll have um, a collection of artwork for sale. We're there in the afternoon. And actually it's a fun um, location because many of the other artists and studios open up on that first Saturday also. So it's a great place to kind of walk around, see some local art, purchase some pieces. So we do all of that. And actually, we start in March. So that's our our first one is March the 4th. And we'll have one every first Saturday until October. And then our big annual show is the 21st and 22nd in October in Austin.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Well, I think the work that you're doing um, here in Austin is remarkable. And I know you're changing lives. I know you know you're changing lives. Mm -hmm. So now you've got a lot to talk about around the dinner table, don't you? I do. Well, and I think when my
1: kids were younger too, um, in high school, they um, did a little more volunteering maybe than they wanted to, but, um, I find that important too. So yeah. they're, <laughs> they're very, very versed with what art from the streets does. And I love that they're able to tell the story too.
0: I love that. Before we go, um, Kelly, um, is there anything about either the artists that, um, are, attend art from the streets or art from the streets that you want you know, people to know or if there are any misconceptions or mm. um, is there anything that you feel like you want to speak to about the work that you're doing?
1: Well, I, I think um, being an open person to come and visit who we are and what we're doing and being open to um, the people that we have a community with and I think um, any misconception is going to be blown out of the water because it's just, um, you, you take this person on a human level, you understand this person on a, on a person and human level. And I think that changes and uh, all the misconceptions out there about a person that's unhoused and at risk,
0: um, anywhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Thanks for that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Before we go, Yeah. Uh, We have a little tradition around here where the previous guest has asked a question for the next guest. They don't know who it is, they don't know who it's going to be. Um, So I have a question for you, and then I'll ask you to ask a question for the next guest as well. Well, I love this. You ready? I love this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So uh, your question from the last guest is what do you do? to cultivate joy in your life. Mm. I love
1: this. Um, and I'm. it's very simple. Um, I need to be outside. I need to go for a hike. I need to be in nature. I need to be in a place that is overwhelmingly silent and quiet and so that my thoughts, my energies can all be calmed down and be quiet too. And, um, I love hiking. I love snowshoeing. I love, um, I'm not really, you know, very coordinated, so I do it very slowly. And, and I'm always the one at the back of the row of the trail with anybody I go with because I'm busy looking and I'm photographing and I'm just like taking all of that that's out there in our world into my heart And um, I think I I did all of that before nature washing was a thing or was even like talked about by psychologists. It's like, as soon as I read about that and I went, oh yeah, that's exactly what's happening. So it does wash away a lot of things. And um, I find like, just like this, this, this peace that's just overwhelming. And I think in the world that we all live in, we all have to find a place that gives us that, like that peace, And it's different, I know for everybody, but for me. It's definitely being outside being in nature taking a hike and just um, listening to the silence
0: absolutely and Austin's a good place for that yeah you no know, I was just reading um, a study that was done and there I wish I'm sorry if we can find it I'll put it in the show notes but it was um, there was a study to find out what was the single most important thing that led to happy, being joyful in your life? Mm-hmm. And they found that the single most important thing was a state of awe. Mm. Yes, that's to, a, it.
1: That's right. totally it. <laughs> I, I agree. I was in Colorado this winter and um, snowshoeing in the, this huge bit of snow. And I said, just everybody stop and listen. To nothing yes. <laughs> in an awe of just looking around and paying attention to your environment and what's around and versus, you know, being working on your phone, on your computer, whatever it is, but just like look up every once in a while and, and just be still. So, yes. no, I love that. I love that.
0: That's awesome. And <laughs> I know as artists, um, I feel like artists or those in the art community have a natural propensity for awe mm-hmm. because we are looking we are, we are viewing the world Mm -hmm. through a lens, through a different lens. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. A creative lens. Those rose covered glasses
0: are definitely happening. (laughs) I'm here for the road. Give me the rose colored glasses every, every single day. So Kelly, what would your question be for our next guest? Mm.
1: So since my true North is being outside and being in nature and, Enjoying the awe and the silence. That would be my next. My question for your next guest which would be: What is your true north?
0: What is your true north? Wow, that's a great question. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Amazing, um, Kelly. Thanks for being here. Oh I really appreciate it. This
1: has been just beautiful. I thank you so much. Thank this you is for sh- be fabulous.
0: I <laughs> know. I'm excited. So, um, so where can our listeners find? Uh, Art from the streets. Mm-hmm. Is Brightson. there a website? Yeah. You know, Instagram, whatever it might be.
1: Yeah, so we're on all the social channels at Art from Austin Art from the Streets, um, full out um, on. And our website will have all the information about the upcoming um, gala, tickets, sponsorships, all that stuff. And that's at artfromthestreets.org.
0: Awesome, and we'll put that in the show notes as well. Awesome. Thank you so much, you. and I uh, I can't wait to you know, to get more involved um, than I am now. And I think what you're doing is remarkable. Oh, so thank, thank you. you. Thanks for having us.